0: up, everybody? You're now at your favorite stop for all things sports, politics, and culture. It's the Wake Up and Win Podcast with Devon Pouncey, a production of Thatcast Network. Hey now, say now, you're tuned
1: in to the Wake Up and Win Podcast, and I'm your host, Devon Pouncey. We're here in the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful city of Portland, Oregon, in the <laughs> Pearl District to be exact. Um, This is a ThatCast production. This podcast is a part of ThatCast Network. Be sure to go check us out on ThatCast.com. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, all that good stuff. Um, But also go check out the lineup on ThatCast. Great content there. Um, Be sure to go to the website, wakeupandwin.com. That's wakeup, the letter N, win.com. We got merchandise for you there. We got shirts there, some apparel for you there. It's the holiday season. I know y'all going to be out and about shopping. Just go ahead and support the podcast in the process, and uh, we'll continue to do what we can do to give you great content week in and week out. I, oh, got... Uh, I got the
2: uh, intro. Yeah
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 buddy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. yeah, buddy. As you heard right there, hey D-Boy now, is back in the lab now. with me today. What's going on, D-Boy? going nowhere. I'm good. What's good with you, bro? Oh, all is well. All is well. And I also have my good friend, Spencer hey, Shea. What's up? What's oh, up, B? Go. How you doing, bro? What up, Spencer Shea? am oh, so, uh, so
3: good, so, man. I'm so good. Yeah,
1: I'm glad you're here today to kind of... Chop game and converse with D-Boy and myself, man. It's been a long time coming. We We said we were going to do
3: it. I'm finally in the building. Indeed.
1: Three men of our word right here. Hello, hello. So, D-Boy. Talk to me. We starting it off with you today. Ooh, I knew it was going You be had bad. a heck of a week this week. I seen yeah. you on Instagram, buddy. <laughs> Ooh, you know what I, mean? I seen I you on Instagram, week, buddy. Man, we started the week
2: real strong. Or should I say we started this week? Indeed. Strong. Right. Yeah, Indeed. It was
1: real good. It was real good. So, yeah, so uh, this you see week. You on
2: Instagram.
1: Earlier this week, ah, I mean, shit, I see man. you getting a lot of love. Yeah, earlier this yeah. week. S.O.B.R.B.E. came out here and performed at the Roseland Theater in Portland. Shout out to S.O.B.R.B.E. straight out of Vallejo, California, which is our hometown. Um, They came out here, had a sold out crowd at the Roseland and uh, you got to open up for them. Yeah, I did. I did. And I was there and I must admit the set was pretty amazing.
2: Appreciate it, man. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. We did like 25 minutes, which is a little longer than I usually get. For sure. So yeah. uh, usually I'm used to about a 12 to 15 minute set. So being able to have that amount of time and then execute it as we talked about. And, right. and you know, and even exceeding that, it was super dope, man. It was fun. Energy was dope. Over a thousand plus people on a rainy Sunday. And yeah, it. So, for sure. Uh, it was cool. It was real cool. Speech yeah, it looked some tight. Yeah, plan. no, it
3: definitely looked tight. I was looking on Instagram. And when you were doing Paragon, man. Oh,
1: man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He did have a light light
2: show. show. That was tight, man. Yeah, man. So it's just dope to see all the, like, the experience come into play. You know what I mean? When you finally get those opportunities that you feel that you're well-deserving of and being able to execute, you know, all those you Know little shows, big shows, and everything in between leading up to moments like this all so shape and make right, you know, stuff like that. It's like you gotta be success. ready,
3: you gotta be ready for those moments, exactly. Like and Even what I
2: just posted, I put like whether it's for 20 or 2,000 people, like I'm gonna have the same energy, you feel me? Yeah, so, and yeah, it keeps you sharp, so, yeah. Indeed. Times, then you can, yeah, drop the nah, hammer it was on good, it, man. To sum
1: it all up, we have fun. I know pounds have fun. I had a ball. Man, I had yeah. a ball. <laughs> I had a ball. I had a ball. Got it to kicking with the youngsters. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like dude. I said, salute to down. SOBRBE. Yeah, Known a few of them since they were knee high to a gnat. And so to be able to see them knee grow high up. To a <laughs> 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 so to see them grow up and have the success that they're having coming out of our hometown where, you know, it, it, it's a little rough out there. And the lifestyle that they came up around was rough, and they actually express it in their music. But to be able to see them translate their stories into a success story is definitely real dope to me. So mm-hmm. salute to them, D Boy. Salute to you and to everybody listening. Go check out D Boy's music, D Boy Ltd. That's with an I and not a Y, correct? Word word, you see how I, I plugged you? Yeah, that's man, with an that's I. That's we do. That's with
2: an I, and not a Y.
1: Thank but you. now, um, let's dig into. We're gonna keep it hip hop, but it's obviously going to it? it's obviously going to intersect with some sports it's going to yeah. intersect yeah. with some sports and i really haven't been wanting to talk about this guy and quite frankly oh, i don't think i've talked about him much since since we talked he about first came India. out with the slavery was a choice statement uh it was me you juma black chef you. kenny oh, yeah i remember that episode. yeah we had a great episode it was, it was a great a, discussion it was
3: a but great debate it was a great it was a great i've did everything in my performance
1: i've did everything in my power to stay away from him as a topic so many of you <laughs> all know that's kanye west done everything in my power to stay away from him as a topic on this podcast but he's back today and reason being many of you may or may not know as of recent kanye west West, some more dumb stuff
2: yeah
1: in my opinion Uh, oh well as far as i'm concerned as far as i'm concerned well what i was gonna say was He connected with a guy by the name of LeVar Ball, who we've also talked about many a (laughs) times on this (laughs) podcast. All right, we can take it there right now. That's where I'm taking it. That's where I'm taking it. It's a double whammy, bro. I'm taking it to LeVar LeVar Ball and Kanye West. And I'm going to be honest with y'all. Obviously, y'all know I've supported LeVar Ball tremendously on this podcast. Even back to the very first episode of this podcast, um, we've discussed LeVar Ball, I remember... The very first episode, we have Malika Andrews. Um, she was our guest, our very first guest on the podcast. And oh, by the way, yeah, shouts to Malika. Malika just got hired as an ESPN reporter, an NBA reporter for ESPN. And she just made her Sports Hell. Center debut this week. Oh, shit. And she was the very first guest on this podcast. And so for me to be able to see where Malika has come from, um, she was doing her thing while she was here. She was just finishing up college, getting ready to go be a James Reston fellow with the New York Times. But I recall doing a demo with her, and she was a great writer already, but didn't have much broadcast experience. But to kind of see where she's going from there to now, you know, making her first debut appearance on ESPN on SportsCenter, I should say, to be exact this week, that's incredible. So huge shout-out to Malika Andrews. We got to get her back up here on the podcast pretty soon.
3: Yeah, and I remember she didn't have the – Precisely the same opinions on LeVar Ball.
1: No, she didn't. No, she didn't. But we talked about it. But we talked about it. But we talked about it. I rock with LeVar Ball. But the thing is, I think as far as Kanye West is concerned and him now connecting with LeVar Ball, does it make you think? I think he should have done it a long time ago. Oh, my God, dude. I think it's a before, before, before going down Before oh, going down the Trump the train,
3: That's
1: it. before riding the Trump train, well, I think Kanye West, since he decided to go kind of off the wall, we all know LeVar Ball to be this <sighs> off the wall, off of his rocker kind of guy. But no, one thing be. that I believe that LeVar Ball kept during the process was his identity. Yeah, you. Can, I think right, Kanye. Right, right. I think yeah. Kanye. And and I also in that very first episode, I remember saying that Lavar Ball, he has some Trump-like characteristics. He just channels it in a much different way than the way Trump channels what he does with his character. Listen, to LeVar, me. I'm gonna tell you right now, Lavar
2: wasn't gonna help Kanye if you would have met up with him sooner, or if they would have clicked up or linked up or none of that. Kanye was full is full-fledged off his rocker. For sure. Personally, I think that him hooking up with LeVar Ball is really more of a comical joke waiting to happen than it is of any help when it comes to politics making sense.
1: I will say say that I don't trust Kanye in rocking with LeVar Ball. But what I'm saying is, LeVar Ball, even with the crazy stuff day in and day out that we were hearing him coming out and say. I think LeVar Ball was always able to continue to be LeVar Ball and be himself. And now we're starting to more so understand some of the things that LeVar Ball is doing. Granted, LeVar Ball started the JBA. He got heavily criticized for that. Now we're seeing the G League come out and want to pay pay players. I think that was influence of Levar, LeVar Ball in that. We seen a lot of what LeVar that, Ball dude. did. I I, I believe I think, wholeheartedly I think, LeVar Ball influenced that. Yeah, so I've ultimately what, what I'm getting there. at is I think Kanye mm-hmm. was trying to travel down Kanye a lane up. that really wasn't him. It's really not his identity. If you wanted to do that and keep your identity, you should have just rocked with LeVar Ball and maybe did it the way LeVar oh, Ball did man. it. That's not to say everything LeVar Ball does or says is right, I'm not but saying that's that that to either. say I would rather keep I'm my identity. identity... I got some wild takes from time to time. But my identity and who I am is everything in comparison to trying to just follow the route to success with some crazy like Trump. LeVar Ball and, has never made, as far, as far as I remember, he didn't really make
3: any fucking like, inflammatory political statements. He talked a lot of shit about like, Michael Jordan and about basketball, but he never really made any fucked up statements. Now that Kanye's hooked up with
1: him, really... It, I think it helps LeVar Ball only. Yeah. I I, yeah. I, I, I for sure think it helps LeVar Ball yeah. only, but what I'm saying it's is like more... had Kanye, Kanye West already shot himself in the foot, no, he's I done. And we... What I'm saying is had Kanye linked up with LeVar Ball first, he might not no. have necessarily shot himself in the foot they... the way that he did linking up with Donald Trump first is what I'm getting at. I'm not saying that now LeVar Ball can help Kanye West, I think Kanye West is too far gone. I think we can no longer trust Kanye West. But as far as LeVar Ball is concerned, I don't think his credibility is at stake, even with all the crazy stuff that he did. So what I'm saying is, but Kanye's is. But Kanye's is at stake now. So what I'm saying is Had he maybe linked up with a guy like LeVar Ball, his credibility might not have been as damaged as it now is. Because not only did you link up with Donald Trump, now you're saying you no longer want anything to do with politics because Candace Owens, who's who's a conservative activist who obviously has been aligned with Kanye West during this whole thing because she's a Trump supporter, Kanye connects her with one of his people in the fashion industry because she wants to start some clothing line called Blexit, Mm -hmm. which is to influence black people to exit from voting, basically. That's why it's combined black And exit. She doesn't want black people to vote during this election that's getting ready to happen within this next week. Now, all of a sudden, when it comes to Kanye's fashion and now all of a sudden, when it comes to Kanye's identity, he don't want nothing to do with politics no more. Mm -hmm. I don't think LeVar Ball would have ever tried to use Kanye necessarily. I think Trump, Candace Owens and everybody else that aligns with them used Kanye West. Mm -hmm. And now he's no longer credible. With LeVar, LeVar used himself, and Kanye could have used himself and had that same approach and I think made a lot more leaps and bounds as far as having his vision become whatever it was that he wanted to be than now having his credibility shot down because now all of a sudden, since you connected Candace Owens with your fashion people, you're a part of this. They're making you a part of this clothing brand that by no means you want to be a part of.
2: I'm just not a fan of either one of the guys. I'm going to be honest. For sure. I I don't agree with the tactics of LeVar Ball that I've seen over the short couple years that I've known of him. And Kanye West is... I just... Like you said, I try to stay away from even talking about him like as much you, as I can. When
3: like, you look more credible moving from Donald Trump to then kicking it with LeVar Ball, it's just
1: a there's a
0: problem I, with your movement. I, 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 I'll say it again. I'll
1: say it again. I don't think he there's looks more credible now. I think his credibility is lost. But I think had he linked with LeVar Ball before he linked with he Donald Trump, he wouldn't have... Him. I don't think he would have lost his credibility.
2: I agree with Swift that I think, think that he, already, I think I they still I think be. that Kanye was in such a bad place. Like, he might be a little better now than he was a couple months ago or whatever when he went on the Twitter rant and yada yada. For sure. But I think mentally he was so unstable at that time that no matter who he was around, you got to think about it. We're not talking about no single man. Like, this is a man with a wife at home. His own wife can't console him and keep him... In a good headspace, you you know what I mean, he's like got kids and shit. It, yeah, it's like bro, it was I mean, deeper than another man being able to click up when he well, first. Yo, and remember, I think he was literally already
3: yeah, off but, the shit. Well, yeah, period. remember before he even started popping off on Twitter, I remember hearing something about he did some shows and then he had to cancel. And oh, like, he's
1: been crazy. Yeah, he's, <laughs> I mean, he's been crazy. Yeah, I mean, uh, there, he's been there's been videos of him yeah, like tripping. But, but I, my, just, my point, point is, but still, my point is this. people pissed about that. But my point still is this. I'm not saying that I agree with LeVar Ball's tactics, as you mentioned. I don't agree with necessarily either one of their tactics. I wouldn't do what they're, do- what they're doing to be able to reach success in my own type of a way. But what I'm saying is you have to give Lebar- LeVar Ball some credit when you look at the way things are are transitioning, when you look at the fire that the NCAA is under right now, when you look at the G League coming out and paying these guys, when you look at LeBron James deciding to come out and do an HBO documentary called Student Athlete, I think LeVar shined enough light on that, regardless of how he did it, where he is still credible about... At least some of the things that he said, I mean, Kanye lost I his credibility directly yeah, to that, that. he's not credible enough as a human yeah. being
2: well, to uh, save I Kanye West.
1: I don't know about no, I'm he not saying he's saving Kanye West. I'm not saying he's saving Kanye West by any means. If he would have linked up when he first could have, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is
2: credible enough as a human, what I'm saying
1: is. If Kanye linked up with LeVar before Trump, I heard you. he wouldn't have lost I'll, his credibility. That has more so to do Kanye. with Kanye linking with Trump than being around LeVar Ball or LeVar having influence on uh, Kanye. Look, I'll if say, he look. if he didn't link with Trump, he would have been better off.
2: Yeah, he wouldn't have been. He wouldn't have been hated. Trump by and Lavar are. That's really what it come down to. This the first. Let's time not I've act seen,
1: like Trump and Lavar like, on Levar the same side seen, of the spectrum. No, We've not. always seen. Well, not <laughs> we, always. You know, you're right. <laughs> We've but, seen but, Trump and LeVar get into I've it already, but not always. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I know that's right.
2: To be controversial, for sure. For sure. So that's true. My whole thing is this is the first time, and I agree. I think it is because he clicked up with Trump that his own people been against him. You will hear some sure. people say, oh, I fooled with the old Kanye. Or, like, you hear that for a long time, but before this, that's all it was. Now it's literally, oh, Kanye's sick. Kanye. Fuck, like you said, you don't even want to mention him. It wasn't yeah. like that, you feel me? It, it yeah. was
1: not like but, that. But ultimately, what I'm getting at as far as LeVar, let's not forget, right. LeVar and Trump had their little debacle. I know they that. They've been yeah. into it. Yeah. They don't. Align. Even as I mentioned, they may share some similar characteristics, but they don't align. They don't agree. They don't see eye to eye. Ball has been very open in criticizing Trump and obviously Trump returned the favor in doing the same when he tried to say that he saved Ball's son out there in China. China. China, Yeah, let's not forget about that. I think that helps Ball's credibility. We got to understand how much influence Trump has as president. LeVar Ball just going up against Trump alone helped Levar, LeVar Ball's credibility, in my opinion.
3: I'll say this. LeVar Ball, he learned, he knew when to fall back. After he popped off, he fell back, and now he's just been letting his movement do the talking for him. Kanye West has not, up until this, this Blexit thing with Candace Owens, right. has not known when to fucking fall back. The motherfucker just keeps doubling down and doubling down. So in that sense I can be I can agree with you a little bit.
1: LeVar Ball is definitely fall back. He's still and he's, credible. And he's making his moves and, and shit's happening. Regardless of how crazy he is, he's still credible. He's making things happen. He, he said he was crazy. gonna start a league. He did it. He's credible in my yeah. opinion in society, at least amongst his people and the people that he's trying to help out and the people that he's trying to make a stance for and take a stance for. Yeah. Kanye He's playing both sides of the fence. It's a dangerous game, and so he lost what his credibility.
3: are they going to do together? Are they going to make shoes? Or who they, knows? Is he gonna put money who who knows? That's kind of what do? I'm saying. Who knows? They, they, who knows?
1: I mean, I really don't know what they're going to do together. But what I'm saying is for both of them to be looked at in society as kind of out there, as kind of crazy, if Kanye West took the LeVar Ball approach instead of the Donald Trump approach, I believe yeah, Kanye be West, better. I think he'd be a lot better off. Yeah, That's all I'm saying. Yes. That's ultimately all I'm no getting doubt. at. No doubt.
3: But well, I can't wait to see what they do. Because yeah, they may
1: be do be something. Tight. I don't know what's next. I I'm not going to, to sit here and say, say I know what's next. Big baller, brand. Big baller, Big baller, Beezy's up with this bitch. All righty. Well, next up, next up, D-Boy, you're a baseball guy. I don't know if everybody knows you played college baseball. Man, they don't know I was about that last right? boy you're a baseball I guy, but next you up, hey, <laughs> next up, we're going to talk about the Boston Red Sox coming out and winning the World Series, so keep it locked, it's the Wake Up and Win podcast on ThatCast Network.
0: Keep it locked, folks, as we continue to give you a winning formula. It's the Wake Up and Win podcast. Visit ThatCast.com for more great content on ThatCast Network. And we're back. Myself, Devon Pouncey, D-Boy, LTD, Ooh-ing.
1: and uh... We that's those chance to rapper vibes there, huh? And my guy, Spencer Shea, who you hear with the ad-libs hey behind now. me. Hey <laughs> but um, first off, I want to give a huge congratulations to the Boston Red Sox. For going out and winning the World Series this year, Um, obviously that's a big deal. Being a World Series champion, is nothing light about it. They went out there. They did what they were supposed to do. They dominated for real. Got hot when they were supposed to get hot, and they did their thing. Now, I'm not going to sit here and give you a deep dive baseball analysis on who was the best, why they were the best, who pitched the best, who had the highest batting average, and all that good stuff. I could, but I'm not. What I want to talk about here is because the Boston Red Sox went out and won the World Series, it got my wheels to turning a little bit, and I got to thinking about Boston as a sports city. And that led me to think about this country and the cities in this country that are considered sports cities. And ultimately, what I came away with was that The city of Boston is the best sports city in the United States of America. D Boy Spencer, I don't know if y'all necessarily agree with that. Ah, so. But my takeaway, and I got a theory. I got a theory behind this. Oh, tough, bro. I can agree.
2: I can easily come out. I agree. Boston Celtics,
1: New England
2: Patriots, Boston Red Sox. Red Sox. Figure it out. The Boston Boston Bruins.
1: Bruins and. And, it and, out. and and, and listen, now. that's the easy part of this theory that I have as to why Boston is the best sports city. We can sit here and name how successful the Celtics was. They lead the NBA in championships. Um, The Patriots, they got five championships and they get one more. They're tied to be first with the Pittsburgh Steelers and that's within reach because they still got Tom Tom Brady Brady. and Belichick over there. Um, The Red Sox, they're number three, I believe. They got nine championships and oh, by the way, when you think about and when you think about the Red no Sox, and when you think about no the Celtics, both of them are part of the greatest rivalries in their respective sports. That's Obviously, true. you got the Red Sox and the Yankees, the and Lakers then you got the Celtics, Celtics and the Lakers. Yeah,
3: but those are two other huge fucking sports
1: cities. But, dude, but, 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 I get that. I get that but this is why i truly believe boston is the best this is why i truly believe boston is the best sports city and my broadcasting history and my broadcasting experience is going to come into play with this having been on radio doing all of that stuff ratings were are and always will be a big deal in that industry yes yes maybe not always will be but i don't even want to dig into that right now but right now ratings are and always have been a big deal when it comes to the radio industry. In 2017, the city of Boston had the highest sports radio rating in the United States of America. That was last year. That says a lot. It probably hasn't changed
3: this year right when we don't do know
1: yet we don't know yet i mean things can change there's other I major markets we now. don't know yet I, I was, hours, I was but be that and things.
2: we're not done with this I, year yet i was going to be biased no, no place better than the Bay Area, but we got the damn, uh the the Niners and the Raiders. They okay? playing we, tonight. Yeah, we can't even, oh, we can't even, they no, playing last place right now. But
1: even with that, but LA even with close, that.
2: But Boston just, man. We but the, just the reason
1: know. why, but the reason why I wanted to talk about the sports ratings, because obviously we work in this media industry we are a media platform right here in this podcast and i ultimately wanted to talk about the importance of fan bases in relation to the media yeah, we can talk about the Celtics and the Patriots and the Red Sox and the Bruins and how many championships they've won and all the rivalries they are a part of and how much success they've had. But I don't think that it's a coincidence that all four organizations in Boston has had the success that they have. I think a lot of it has to do with the fan base and the media. And cheating. Malcolm
2: X. Malcolm
1: X <laughs> said years you ago. It a lot
2: when you're on top. When no, for no, real, it's kind of gate and I'm all not about that. About to say <laughs> word cheating it, but yeah i, I mean it's kind of like bro. it's kind of like when they say uh a rookie player or a non-vet don't get certain calls that yeah 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 somebody, not superstar like, calls you know, and all yeah, that kind of exactly. stuff so i think that's a part of it but letting out the balls changing the uh the air out the balls changing the damn uh the rule after the raiders with the tuck yeah uh, the tuck uh, rule just, too many things <laughs> have went in their favor that was very uh, arguable see, in my, addition my so.
3: argument about Boston is that they won so many of those championships when the league was straight ass, dude. Let's be honest. But, like he said, it's all an the way around. You can't say that about basketball. It's sports. No,
2: I know. It's sports. And they're known for their fans to be diehard. Yeah. Yeah. Diehard. Die die it's, it's a whole package with Boston. Sure. And for I sure. can't think. If I'm thinking, he put this on me yesterday, and I haven't been able to, I can't tell you one.
1: I can't. And back to what I was saying, even about the fan base in the media, Um, I think about what Malcolm X said years ago when he said the media is the most powerful entity on earth. That matters a lot when you talk about the media's influence. Might be the first time I disagree with Malcolm X. (laughs) But 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 it matters a lot when you, even if you disagree with him, there's no denying there's there's no denying how much power the media media does have, and and quite frankly. That was a long time ago Well, while Malcolm X was still alive. There's no denying the leaps and bounds that the media industry has made since Malcolm X made that statement. If you want to dig into social media and streaming and all of this good stuff that we happen to know today. So ultimately what I'm getting at is... I feel like the media plays such a huge role and the fans' interaction with the media plays such a huge role because it applies a certain type of pressure towards the sports organizations in that city. And it's not all bad pressure. Sometimes, hey, diamonds are made out of pressure. Diamonds are made out of pressure. Mm -hmm. So ultimately what I'm getting at is when you have this fan interaction, when you have your fans going on to these public platforms and supporting these public platforms that these organizations are contracted with, that these organizations have their games broadcasted on, that these players of these organizations has to listen to on their car rides home from the stadium. When you have that, it holds... A higher it holds these organizations from top to bottom, from owners down to the janitor in the arena, to a higher standard. It holds them to a a higher accountability level. Obviously, the players they have to hold themselves to a high enough standard or they're gonna be slandered publicly. Can people choke under that type of pressure? Absolutely. That's why sports is so great. But you have to keep your standards high like that in order to succeed at the magnitude that that city has been able to succeed hey you're absolutely
3: right and boston has some hard
1: ass fans
3: hardcore fans they are hard ass as hell they will tell you straight up indeed
1: So. so to be able to succeed to that magnitude that they're succeeding at you have to be held accountable by the fan base the best way for the fan base to hold its team accountable i believe is through the media Obviously, going up and supporting the games as well. But you're going to get that in any city. But through the media and through those public platforms, it's an accountability level out of this world. And that's why I say Boston, when I correlate – the success that they have winning championships to the hardcore fan base to the sports radio ratings of 2017, it makes perfect sense as to why they are the best sports city in America. Now, I do want to get a little bit Portland-centric with that because I want to talk about the city of Portland as a sports oh, city. Centri- uh, I want to hear a spliff on this. I want, to, I want to talk about the city of oh, Portland shit. as a sports city because, for one, we're here. Um, yep. For two, I think Portland isn't quite where it needs to be, but it's definitely got some good things going. So, Spencer, I'm going to lay it over to you. What's your take on Portland as a sports city?
3: Here's the thing, bro. Here's the thing. Because you're a native. We love our basketball, and we love our timbers, sure. But Oregonians, man, I I don't know, at least the fan base of what I've seen. They love the
2: Blazers. That's a real culture for a long time. Well, it's because it's
3: our only professional team, Mm -hmm. and – we won a championship. You know, I think it's something like two thirds of the of the NBA can't say that their franchises can't say that they've won a championship. Is that championship. true? That's I mean, so a about, more right. right? I mean, a yeah, it's I mean, it's I mean,
1: right. I mean, it's, it's, a, a, it's a, it's a, I mean, dynasties I mean, have been a part of the NBA forever. The
3: Lakers and the Celtics both got like thirty apiece themselves. Twenty apiece, dang man. There's only so many championships to win, but I mean, you know, you're talking about pressure, dude, with Boston and. You know, they do get pressure to win. And there are, there's a winning culture over there. And Portland just hasn't been able to establish it. I mean, we love our team. And we rock with them. I know I do. I, I've been rocking with this team literally since the day I was born. I was born, you know, in late May during playoff game. Uh, Portland beats Utah, you know, in 92. So, you know, and, and the first thing that when I came out, first thing that my mom said was, hey, get some pizzas. This game about to get on. You know what I'm saying? Let's watch yeah. the game. So, you know, there's... There's history, and we love our team, but bro, straight up, and I'll say it right now, we don't put enough pressure on our franchise. I agree. We don't hold them to a standard of winning, and you know, trying to you know really competing for a championship every year. We don't do that, and and if we if we don't change that, we are never gonna win another chip. Period, and a story. Hey, bro. that was some People accurate, genuinely believe... That was accurate. It, Very it, accurate. The spirit of 77, quote-unquote, which I think is whatever. But people genuinely, straight up and down, fucking believe that we were going to win that championship No lie, if DeVon
2: wasn't here, after hearing what you just said, I would have told you he would agree with you more than anybody. Because he feels like y'all don't put enough... Pre- he feel like... He not you say that? For sure. The, even like don't. social media and stuff. What, I forgot the term you used, but you said they're like, not home, but like... You said something last year that uh-huh. was a very good, a good terminology for homers.
1: It. Homers. It really you said are, that was yeah. homers,
2: like they found a way to say something good about a terrible yeah. outcome or a game or something. And you was like <laughs> plus minus. Homers, crazy. I hate that yeah, stat. Bro. by <laughs> the
1: way.
2: Uh, I hate the plus minus stat. Homers, literally. I think that kind I of, of what you line. said is like. Hey, shout out to basketball so much in the Blazers that it's more. Like homers, where you gonna yeah. let the Blazers regardless? Yeah. You feel me? Whether it's first Straight round up. playoff knockout Straight or up. going to the finals, Straight and up. I feel like it should be a, it's a, it has to be a certain level where you feel like you failed at. Look, it got to be where it's not just going to the playoffs. Feel, you
3: feel, feel me? We feel the, we feel the failure. Believe me, dude. You guys, see, you guys don't have to deal with that because no, because the Bay because area, because area has a lot I'm saying,
2: I think it's not. No, we like feel if you the get your shit talkers we're... and your people, but I don't think Look, it's really just like we feel the underachievement. I feel like you guys feel like, hey, we consistently make it to the playoffs.
1: Yeah,
3: we're happy with you know mediocrity. I mean? We're happy with mediocrity. That's, That's the issue,
1: I'm man. That's what I'm That's I'll be honest with you. I can't stand it. I disagree with both of y'all to an extent.
3: What? You've been here I... long I... enough to know that. Listen, fans are
1: soft listen out here. Listen, listen. I agree. I disagree with both y'all to an extent. And here's why. Because, yeah, I do believe that there is some homerism, if that's even a word. It's going to be one today. There is some homerism when it comes to sports fans in this city. But I'll also say this. Over this past year, mm-hmm. I truly believe that Portland is the most underrated sports city in the United States uh, of America. How? How is that even? Here's why. Here's why I believe that obviously when you think of sports cities you think solely of the teams that you have in your market and there's no denying that the city of Portland only has one major sport team. Well,
3: no, I'm talking about we have two. We have the Timbers, and they won an and, MLS championship. I'll, I'll recently. get there. I'll get all there. Right, I'll
1: get there. But when it comes to the four major sports in the United States of America, basketball, baseball, football, hockey. And soccer ain't one of All you have <laughs> soccer <laughs> is... It. We're not that good <laughs> in soccer in America. hate to no be the bearer sport. of bad news. ain't no major <laughs> sport. We're not that good here. I see that shit on, <laughs>
3: on the bars when the sure, laser games are on. But,
1: get this but shit off, the reason dude. why I think... Portland is the most underrated sports city in America has not only to do with, first off, the Blazers are having some success in what I would say is the best league in the United States of America. That's telling. Another thing that's telling to me is outside of the sports is the apparel companies. You have the headquarters of Nike, you have the headquarters of Adidas, and you have the headquarters of Under Armour right here in the city of Portland. I've said this before... When we talked about the Colin Kaepernick discussion, when we spoke about Colin Kaepernick, D-Boy, did I not sit there and say, Portland needs to flex its muscle a little bit more because the resources that Portland has, no other city has. No,
3: and that's why I don't understand why we can't
1: have free agency. You said it. Also, also, when we talk about soccer, sure, when we talk about soccer, when we talk about soccer, Sure, we can sit here. Sure we can sit here and say that soccer isn't one of the four major sports in the United States of America. Well, guess what? The world, the world is bigger than America <laughs> and soccer up. is the biggest sport in, in the, the world. world. And guess what? The biggest guess what the most prominent country in the world is, it's us right here in America. And guess who is called Soccer City USA? The city of Portland. That says a lot. So, in my opinion,
2: okay, I, do, do you agree that the weather is unattractive? He said he don't think that matters. I think it matters a lot when it comes to free agency and marketability sure. and stuff. For sure, for, for sure,
3: for sure, for sure. But don't, why? For but sure. why? But why do a bunch of people from California, the Sunshine State? Because we're starting to it's expensive these other places. No, I get that. These I people that. got money,
1: so that but ain't matter. I disagree with <laughs> all that. Places, I disagree with all places that. Places that cheaper, it goes so back yeah. to the point that I'm currently making right now. It's the opportunity that's here that doesn't get discussed and that doesn't get talked about as much. Even watching what the Portland Diamond Project is doing. And y'all right. should go check out their podcast. They're part of that cast network right. like we are. Seeing this movement is quite impressive in my eyes because I don't think Portland is um, content with being mediocre. Portland is trying to get another sport here that's going to be a major sport in America that can change the perception of this city when it comes to sports. They want to bring another team here to create more opportunity for them to possibly be able to win a championship. That's not to say that they aren't happy with the Blazers. That's not to say that they're going to love the Blazers any less. But let an MLB team come here to Portland and start winning championships and start having some success. People aren't gonna necessarily idea. forget the Blazers, but people are definitely gonna shine major yeah, light and on that team. They the they Hillsborough Hops
2: games be cracking and, and that's, that's what I'm league, saying. So I know it's gonna be and a big
1: That's deal. what I'm saying. I think it's underrated on so many levels because there's not enough things in the city of Portland that do get talked about on a mainstream level. But once again, But are having mainstream type of success. And I'm not and I'm not referring to
2: us as average Joes, but when we're talking about the things that are tempting and that look good for you know portland it's not going to be the same thing to your average you know worker nine to fiver you're not a superstar you feel me right. when you're a superstar it's other things that you are looking for when you just coming in and yeah, up. Right. even lebron made that clear whether it was Miami, L.A., Cleveland, he wanted to go where it was the best situation for his family. No, no, And, you're right. and I'm talking about when you got kids 15, 16, 14, you got to think about where you're going to be teaching them to drive at. You got to think of all of this type of stuff. We get four nice, great, beautiful months out here, <laughs> but it rains a lot, yeah, period. does. Yeah, and to does. Some, I know people in the away. Bay, the few days That's that it rained, that say, I hate the rain. I can't do this. I don't see. Like, yeah. it's literally eternal. Off to some people it like, is period, it's
1: a turn know? off to some people but i also think it is a little closed minded for us to sit and talk about the band from california because we do receive more sunshine than any other state no, no, in this no, country no no what i'm saying there's people, people that have far worse california weather who but that's about the but, little
2: bit of rain that they
1: got but, but that's I mean? but that's california because all we get is sunshine and that's why we get wildfires twice a month yeah, right right cool. right what yeah, I'm it, saying is, there. Are, there if we're if we're talking about America, we're from California, so we think like that, and most of the people that we interact with are from California. But if you look on a grand scheme of things, and you look at the world, there are places with far worse weather than Oregon That's in this country. Say, no, there's but,
2: places in the East Coast, but, we know but, that got bad weather. <laughs> Chicago, snowing and all kind of stuff. We get that. But what I'm saying is, Portland. Before I even moved out here or knew anything about taking a recruiting trip or nothing, one thing I knew about Portland is that it rains a lot in Oregon. For period. sure, for sure, that is a turnoff. To, it was I, I played here for one season in baseball for that reason alone. It was we was practicing baseball in the gym. You I know get what it. I mean? So I get it. They said like me going I on get a it. baseball scholarship or for a baseball situation. It's like. I'm looking at different opportunities than the opportunities that may present. Right. Themselves but the, for but a but but but
1: here's what I would say to that. Here's what I would say to that. Oregon is actually a hell of a baseball state. We just saw that, right? but we know that. We
2: know that. Oregon's pretty big. <laughs> Oregon state. We know that. That's <laughs> yeah. not yeah. what I'm saying, Softball. You know, all all also We good. also know that. Okay. You get people when they come to college, you get people from all over. You know what I mean? If
3: if Portland gets a baseball team, coupled with the success of the Blazers and everything you know, the, the Timbers, is the weather going to deter it from becoming like an up and coming franchise? I, no, under no,
1: I don't think so Does at that all. Mean, I don't. Think I, don't think that so, a deal, bro. I don't think so. I oh, don't think so because it rains. I don't oh, think so. I think that was, question, <laughs> Dude, that was a good question though. <laughs>
3: Nike, Adidas, uh, Under Armour. I think that. I it. think that. Like, you said, teams, think where, like you
2: said, I think it's enough things here where, like you said, I. It's not a matter of us being right or wrong. It's a matter of people. Some people are being closed-minded forever. It's perception. We know it's here. We dabble in. We're into a lot of different things. We research a lot of different things. We're from California. We're personally here. We know you. You're from here. We know. We have a lot of insight. You get what I mean. So it's depth to what we're saying. But when I was referring to about the California, yeah, I agree. They're closed-minded. I be saying it all the time. If y'all only knew, it's out here and in the world in general, you feel me? But some people are close-minded enough to literally speak, oh, I'm never leaving California, boom, boom, And at the rate it's growing in Portland, they probably feeling like, please don't move here, stay. You feel me? But all I say all that yeah, to say- Yeah, that's how we feel. Yeah, I know <laughs> And I say all that to say, <laughs> You, you guys are going to have to change that mentality and no, embrace just, the fact man, that this is a, it's playing. booming here. This we're is a, no, playing, no. Man. Yeah, mean, That's how it's, it's always kind of... No, y'all don't be just playing sometimes. <laughs> no, they don't. You know no, they don't. no they, they don't No, they don't. From Uber drivers to... No, they,
3: hey, to, hey, no, they I don't. I know
2: they yeah. don't. No, they, they don't. They don't. Hey, I experienced it firsthand. Me too. Because I'm nice, people will be like, okay, well, not you, but in general, they are serious. Yeah. From the traffic to the inflation and rent prices to everything. Yeah, no, they
1: don't. I talked talk last I week. I, I talked last it. week when I when I mentioned uh, the work that I do with Street Roots and being there, obviously. I dabble a lot more into the city's politics. I'm meeting a lot more people that are into the city's politics, that are interested in the city, city's politics. It's more of a political newspaper. And there have been many a times I've gotten called all kind of names because I am from yeah. California, on, from man. California cockroaches to yeah. you from California. You'll never yeah. understand what it's you like around here. So that's, the, that's uh, definitely... Car spray painted that, yeah. So that's definitely a thing. That's definitely a thing. But what I'm ultimately getting at, (laughs) as far as Portland being a sports city, I do think that they have just about every resource needed and yeah. to where there's really Instead not my, a to where there's really not a ceiling of how great of a sports city no, Portland I could be. Think the,
2: the it just hasn't I think been that, all the way figured out yet. Yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. No, me I, I and I know how much of a hit. And head I
1: don't think you, you can get. say that about every city. And, and you know what? I don't think you can say that. That's no, why I no, say no, it's the most underrated. It's a lot of cities that you can't say that no, about. No, you cannot. So yeah, that was a good discussion, y'all. Next up, next up, my man D Rose hit for 50 last night. Mm -mm. I put out a tweet that got a lot of love and it also got a lot of hate. Mm -hmm. Stay tuned, Mm -hmm. we'll talk about it next. It's the Wake Up and Win podcast on ThatCast Network.
0: D-Rose. Keep it locked, folks, as we continue to give you a winning formula. It's the Wake Up and Win podcast. Visit ThatCast.com for more great content on ThatCast Network. So,
1: Derek Rose, first off, I want to start off by saying salute to you. Um, You had me... Overly excited oh, yesterday. Man, I was very excited to see what you were able to come out and Rose. do, and having a 50-point performance. Big congratulations! Oh yeah, clap course. it up, clap it up, oh, clap everybody. it up, clap it up, oh, clap it up honest. for D Rose. D Rose, that was that was very <laughs> impressive. That was very impressive. Now oh, I did a get a little morning. excited, That's and I and I took my excitement to Twitter, and I'm gonna just read word for word what I tweeted. Man, I'm so happy for Derrick Rose. He is literally one of the greatest players we have ever seen play the game, but faced so much adversity. He's an all-out stud and one of the top 10 greatest competitors this game has seen. He has never given in. So impressive. Now, I'll be honest with y'all. I got a lot of love for that tweet. I gave him some hate, y'all. I, I also got some hate on you Twitter. About yeah, that, I, gave you but, hate. I also yeah. got some hate, and it sounds like I'm getting ready to get a little bit more hate. Yeah, and, I'm maybe okay and, and I'm okay with and that. And I'm okay with that. I'm going to let And I'm okay with that because you. I definitely think that I have some substance behind what I said. When you look at Derrick Rose, and you look at the player that he was before he had the first ACL injury, that's not including oh, the two-torn meniscus he that un- he had MVP, as well. He, he was, was a league unreal. MVP. He was He's un- one of the greatest basketball players I've ever seen in my life. Okay, that point taken. I tweeted that. Sick. Now, when you think about a guy having a torn ACL, two-torn meniscus, playing in a city like New York having to come back and not be the same player uh, as he was when he was an MVP caliber like player and, and not because points. and not because of father time but because okay. of injuries I think that speaks so many volumes on his mentality and on his mental state as a competitor to be able to come back and to keep his grind pretty much the same and to still be able to come out now and have a 50-point game after we already know he was one of the most elite competitors during his time during the MVP season. That, to me, speaks crazy, crazy, crazy volumes because as somebody who played basketball – I know how much an injury can mess with a player's mental. And to have the injuries that he had, the multiple injuries, the meniscus tears, the ACL tear, the several ankle injuries, he had a lot of injuries. And to be as elite of a player as he was and to know that this guy is never going to be the same player, to see him be able to keep up a high level of play and ultimately score 50 points the way he did last night, I think is very telling about him and his mentality. He's just a quiet guy and doing it. So we don't talk about his competitive na- no, nature I- as much as we would talk about a Kobe Bryant or yeah. an Allen Iverson we'll or guys or Gary Payton or they- guys who are outspoken and backed up their competitive nature and their competitive ability on the floor with their words. Derrick Rose is a silent competitor, but definitely one of the most competitive players yeah. I've ever seen in my all lifetime. Right. Okay, I agree with all- a lot
3: of that. The Ron, thing you p- just
2: did some Stephen A. Smith stuff right there, I think. <laughs> I'll
3: keep that, too. Go ahead, Smith. I'm saying I agree <laughs> with a lot of that, dude. This is my thing. Number one, Derrick Rose being a great competitor. If you're going to define the word competitor, I would say compete to win. And on paper, granted, the Bulls had a lot of real great battles with Miami and against LeBron and mm-hmm. everything. On paper, they never made it to the conference finals. Mm. Okay? He's him. never had it. He's never won a championship. Now, and I Now, granted... All of that's good and well. I'm not saying... Like, you talked about those injuries, man. And, and, mm-hmm. and I thought that you hit the nail on the head. All of those leg injuries, knee injuries, ankle injuries, none of that shit compares to the mental injury that he's taken over his now, what, 10-year 10, 10 career? He's been in the league for 10, 11 seasons now. Jesus, dude, that dude took a right. fucking beat down mentally. And, People and gave up on him. I agree, that, he gave up I agree with him. that
2: to an extent. But at the same time, it's kind of like when you're doing something that you genuinely love, I'm talking about a genuine love for the game. It's almost like, almost nothing that can take you away from it. If you're really, if if your love for the game is really there, if that's really what you want to do. Yes, it's easy for somebody to say, I already made it I already been an MVP. I know my money is going to be there. My lifestyle is going to carry me out through the rest of my lifetime. Yeah, and probably up, some of my family. So with that being said, yeah, but I mean, you got to think about it's people that sick that got to go through 11 and 12 surgeries in a year. I know somebody personally the and they tell me that it's a mentally like it, it takes a toll on them even yeah. as that, and they gotta go to a regular job. So what, what are we?
1: So, so what are we talking about? Life or being one of the most competitive players in the game? Because that's, right? so, 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 that's what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is, I kind of We're talking about the game. I said top ten.
2: I'm not saying. talking about top so, ten in life. I'm so talking about you top you ten in the game. The, if you let me get to the point that I'm trying to make, it's the fact that in the game, if you love the game, genuinely love the game. The game is your outlet from life. Like that is your that's your peace, your common place, your that's where nothing else matters but basketball. So as he's continuing to rehab and go through all of these things, he's wanting to get back to the game. The same thing that y'all think is stressing him out, he's Dying to get back there. Exactly. Maybe even if it's not to be the same player that he was. I think, like you said, the oh, quiet, silent assassin. No, as well. Everybody wants to compete to the best of their ability. Indeed. But I think he's content knowing what he went through. And it's more of a humbling blessed to just be there. You know yeah. what I mean? He, yeah. shed, I he mean, shed tears that, like that. And that, that's, that's what, what, I, like see, like that's that, what that, I see. That's what I see more sure. of. But I'm just happy to be here. I can't do this all the time. But to know that I can still show flashes of doing this competing in the league after this stuff yes it shows competitiveness but when you're talking about in the game Top 10, that's hard, man. It's I hard. put Westbrook, Kobe. Barkley, No, he can't oh, be I can't play. Play. you can't put I'm, I'm not putting Westbrook. I I put I'm not putting Westbrook over. Because I'll put Just over. Injury? because injury? Because, because he got Westbrook hurt more Westbrook
3: and makes over. him no, no, more? I'm not no, no, putting Westbrook no. over Man, Westbrook not the a
2: competitive
3: player I'm in the game. i not, yet. Up, in up, though. There's so many motherfuckers. Reggie Miller got to be in there. That's what I'm saying. That's why I said top 10
2: competitiveness. I'm not, man, wrestle,
1: man. Russell Westbrook. I think. I, I, I personally yeah. believe. I personally believe Stop that it. this is what I say. The reason why. The, the reason why. The committed? reason why I won't say Please. that is because I personally Please. believe had Derrick Rose not had the injuries that he had, he could have ultimately been oh, yeah. better than Russell Westbrook. But it is. It is definitely what we're talking about. No, it's definitely what we're talking about. You made it clear yesterday to say it's not about who's better. No. No. But. No. No. But being good has a lot to do. With it. You just mentioned Russell Westbrook' competitive nature with him averaging yeah, a triple double. Asking, yeah. No. Yeah. So that it's, man, the, same like it's, no, it's really. the same it's not, thing. No, it's the same thing. No, it's
2: not. It no, it's is. not. It's no, very I much ain't saying totally like that to being good. My, when I said the triple double thing, that was more so. Think about the stat. It's not about. It's about compete. He's rebounding. Look, he's he pointing, He's doing it all. Physically
3: competing <laughs> on the You're Right.
2: Like, that's what I'm talking about. he's doing it all. Giving his team
3: you
1: know a what? chance. We could do an. Not do, really. We could do an entire <laughs> hour. You know what I'm saying. Not time. really. We could do. Yeah. We could do an entire <laughs> hour. Right? They got their ass whooped by the he Jazz in no, the first he gave round last not, not, a, not it really. Was, it wasn't on Westbrook. Not really. It it, not a chance. It was on he's balling, but his team was don't was have a chance. That's what I'm saying. What a chance at what? He gave his team a chance to even go to the playoffs.
2: Well, duh, he's the best player on his team. Well. I'm saying you, what I'm saying. I, I will is,
3: say this: a slight nod. He carried to a triple double. He,
2: got, he averaged it the whole season. Dead. That's more about competitiveness than sure. it is being good. That means you're going to give every ounce of
1: everything you got to grab a loose ball, a rebound. That's what I mean. I think the reason why Derrick Rose had the injuries that he had because he was the same type of player. He just didn't get to reach uh, dude, his peak. I don't think any, Derrick Rose really, got to reach his everybody peak.
3: Everybody says when when Russell Westbrook first came into his prime everyone was like I've never seen anybody play like that I'm like uh Derrick Rose played like and that And can I dog. tell you one thing about that yeah, That's how
2: Derrick Rose indeed that's how Derrick Rose played in hot. And it was a gift and a curse for him because we didn't see enough healthy Derrick Rose we seen MVP Derrick Rose. Man, got, Shit, we seen Jeremy Lin have one now. good season. Goddammit, not MVP know, an I MVP season. i never compared Jeremy no, I'm Lin I'm youngest like, youngest to Derrick Rose. Don't even ever. bring
1: but Jeremy Lin into this. Don't even bring Jeremy
2: Lin into this. You gotta let me make a point before you. You gotta let me make a point before you chop it. What I'm trying to say basically is, we didn't get to see enough consecutive year over year derrick rose superstar killer hey. because he got hurt so early Look. on and was never the same again Look, that i feel like so. all these other people that we mentioned above
1: derrick rose they have longer goals of here's health. my here's my question then then why was the 50 point game last night so impressive i'll, I'll
2: tell you why i'll tell you why yeah. why was the 50 point game because so impressive in then? a league in a time in a game right now where it's so talented and stacked up it goes back to what I just said three minutes ago. It's not the fact that he can maintain that kind of stuff night overnight, but to even... Have the ability and the mind capacity to overcome the amount of injuries he had in a league as difficult and talent driven as it is now and still not only get 50 points, but that block at the end was impressive was a, that too. That it too. That that too. Too sounds like, It
1: sounds like being a competitor to and me. And we never said he wasn't look, a competitor. Look, we said look, top look. 10. <laughs> no, you see what I'm um, saying? He's trying to play that top, ten is, top different. 10. is I, different. I get that, yeah, but we we it's never really like, it sounds like a
3: competitor to me. I'll tell you this, if if that 50 motherfucking points, he went 19 to 31 from the field, 67%. 4 for 7 from, Floyd, beyond, Floyd, from beyond the arc. Floyd. Okay, he was dominating. He drove the ball every time. Old Derrick Rose driving, and he, he put a 50 against the Utah Jazz, one of the best defensive lead, uh, Team teams in the, of the league. league, league yeah. Reigning Defensive Player of the Year, Rudy Gobert, won that game. If Derrick Rose. Is gonna play like that more? I don't know nothing about top ten competitors, but I think, especially if he wins a championship. But it's the greatest sports comeback story in the history of. He might He might be the first.
1: Then that's the top ten. Then that's the top ten competitor. He might be the first. Then that's the top ten competitor. Yeah, that's the top
3: ten competitor. Could fuck me. around and do that. This guy, man. And, and you know what? I, I wanted to say this before we before we get off of it. A lot of people on Twitter have been misquoting what he said during that interview. They're like, I see it all the time. They're like, Derrick Rose quote, I worked hard. I worked, he said, I worked my ass off, bro. Derrick Rose did not say I worked my ass off. He said, I work my ass off. For sure. Competitor. He does that shit every single day.
1: Competitor. Competitor, shit, I, I think it's myself. competitor shit to agree with you uh, because because shit. ultimately uh, when I'm you could say you could say and, that man. we didn't see enough of Derrick Rose, but I don't give a damn if you win MVP in the NBA at any point in time. Yeah, you're, you're an awesome. ultimate competitor, yeah, you know and then you come me. back you and do this. It. But, but 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 no no no. Opener, but, but but that's not. But it but it doesn't. In but it doesn't end there. It doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't. it doesn't end there. His story, there. Doesn't end it, yet. His no story hasn't ended yet, and I it, think and it doesn't end there. I think. That's why yeah. I say the game last night was so Man. impressive because now he was who he now was. Now because he was who he
2: was. Fifty point game. Oh, dude. I know. All right. a big moment, but that's too much weight if y'all
3: take. Hey, you know what? I'll be excited to see.
2: I'm just happy to see that game. Out there, well, flowing, do
1: it, well this, time. Is, this is what we'll do. We'll agree to disagree on that. Next up, we'll close it the only way we know how, and that's with <laughs> the taking L segment. Like he's still trying to go,
3: <laughs>
1: I'm good. I'm back. <laughs> we got the taking L segment coming up next. It's the wake up and win podcast on that cast network.
0: Keep it locked, folks, as we continue to give you a winning formula. It's the wake up and win podcast. Visit thatcast.com for more great content on that cast network. And
1: we got to finish it out. The only way we know how, we tried to give y'all winning formulas to how to be a a sports city. We tried to give Kanye a winning formula to stay away from Donald Trump and Candace Owens and people like them. Good luck with that. We tried to give you a winning formula on how to be a competitor and be a top-10 competitor, win an MVP, tear your ACL, tear a couple meniscus, come back and score 50 points. (laughs) But now we got to talk about who took an L this week. And for me, my loss goes to a guy who I think took a humongous L this week. This guy goes by the name of Michael Abdallah. For those of you who don't know who Michael Abdallah is, he's some 34-year-old guy from Florida that was attending a Buffalo Bills game last weekend. And the dude went to the football game with the sex toy. Why he had a sex toy at a football game he is beyond me.
2: Too, he it.
1: threw it on the field and got arrested and it went did. to jail yeah. and overnight. Yeah, and for throwing know. a sex toy he on the field, too, right? yeah. I, he, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't, I oh, didn't get that deep. It could happen like, <laughs> like that. Definitely. It yeah. definitely yeah. could happen like that. But, but <laughs> so you throw out. a sex toy. First of all, why did you bring a sex toy to the football it's game? Yes, It makes no sense. I, I'm not here to judge nobody's sexuality or anything of that sort, but bringing a sex toy to a football game, I don't give a damn what your sexual preference is. There's no room for sex toys at football games. It's just not. Why did you do that? Second off, why did you throw it on the field? Third off, why did you get caught? Oh shit, man,
3: you see a dildo <laughs> flying through the air. First thing you go, where'd that come from? <laughs> <Where'd> that come <laughs> from? Yeah, I'm a How'd you mind? get a caught? That
2: must that be. A, you a must have been slick. You got caught? You got caught? I mean, <laughs> yeah, he got caught. He got caught. Yeah, yeah. If and you went to jail and had to- Don't get a of the
1: day. <laughs> oh. You took an L this week. You definitely no. took an L this What's week. So name? Michael Abdallah. Like Abdalla. Michael, like don't Abdalla get a day. Michael, Michael Abdallah. Michael L. Don't get <laughs> a day. We gonna infuse all of that. Oh, yeah, man. so he's some 34 year old guy from Florida. Um, <laughs> he's charged with disorderly conduct. Okay. Um, he did it during a nationally televised game.
3: Everybody saw it.
1: Well, guess what? My L is about to be <laughs> through
2: a nationally televised game. Oh, Seb Mendoza, him. where you at? Yeah, you heard me, Seb. Sebriana Mendoza. We are losing 24-3 right now to the uh, 49ers. I almost
1: Currently, my laptop.
2: The Oakland Raiders <laughs> took the big A. This might be the third time oh, in goodness. six weeks that the Raiders took an L Battle for one reason or another one. Battle of the Bay is going on right now, live and direct. It is the third quarter, folks. And the Oakland Raiders, I'm ready to say the Las Vegas Raiders, are losing to the San Francisco 49ers, 24 to three. That's sickening. That's sick. One in seven and one in six, is that what their records
1: is? One and I don't give a damn is what their record is. One and dunk. One and go to Vegas. How about that? So, like I said, (laughs) as (laughs) diehard (laughs) as I am, (laughs)
2: i allowed to be <laughs> this the hell out right of Oakland. I've been loyal and I'm going to continue to be loyal, but I can't not yeah. be truthful. We lose it and we took another L the and hell out of Oakland. we are a big
3: L right now. Hey, Las Vegas, L, you get it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My take of L this week, it's actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to predict who's taking the L this week. In All fact, right.
1: that's different. Oh, we that? haven't had is, that yet.
3: That's different. Who is going to take an L tonight? The motherfucking New Orleans Pelicans. Okay. That's right. uh, hey, some uh,
2: homerish uh, shit right uh, now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I believe believing though. I believe you. Hey, and as a matter of fact,
1: I'm finna go to the game. too <laughs> d thirty minutes. Where so, Reggie at? Okay. Goes. Ask Reggie Miller. It's On better. that note, we gonna wrap it up. Blazers Pelicans tonight. Oh, and and getting ready to head to the game. Go. Rip City. Spencer, rock real quick. Give him your social media, all that good stuff. Oh. Tell him where to find you. You can find me at. It's Spencer Shay,
3: I-T-S-S-P-E-N-C-E-R-S-H-A-Y on Instagram. Same thing, at Spencer Shea, S-K-J-E-I-E on Twitter. Hit me up. I make music. You can check that shit out, make some videos. I got some music coming.
1: Uh, thanks so much for having me, guys. Indeed. Really thanks for coming it. and joining. It was great. fun. So, I, I like the guys. energy. I like the energy. Bye, guys. Appreciate it. D-Boy, right. tell them what you got going on.
2: D-B-O-I, not O-I-L-T-D. I'm everywhere, like, air, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm going to leave y'all the only way I know how, and that's to give y'all over to divine.
1: Y'all already know where to find me. It's the <laughs> Wake Up and Win podcast. We're going to leave y'all the only way that we know how, and that is to stay woke and go win.